Hi, this is Kimberly. Please enjoy our podcast, but remember our doctors are only here to educate, not diagnose. If you have any questions or need any further information, please email me. My email address is kim at mfwellness.org. Hey everyone, this is Kim and you're listening to the Spine Whispers podcast. I have Drs. Joshua Fink, Dr. Matthew Fink, and Dr. Brad Maurer over Skype, and we are going to be talking about vitamin D today. Uh, okay, <laughs> Kimberly, thank you for that, that wonderful introduction. So here we are. Hopefully this will be uh, one of our last podcasts where we all have to be um, apart. Uh, I did like the podcast we did with the really long cords, uh, but man, that took a lot. <laughs> It took a long time to clean that up. And so um, uh, hopefully uh, we can all get back together someday and, and be in the same room. It's, it's more dynamic, I feel like, you know. What I want to talk today, Dr. Matt and Dr. Brad, uh, I want to talk about vitamin D production in the body. And then when you see people referencing COVID, there's a lot of anecdotal evidence. They're talking about people with lower vitamin D counts being more affected by what we call the cytokine storm. And, and that is the COVID's ability to make your immune cells really inflammatory. And there is some link, and they're not sure what it is with either vitamin D deficiency before the uh, uh, an ARDS episode or during. All they know is that vitamin D is low, in some cases critically low. And in some people who get COVID, the, the vitamin D levels seem to be normal or, or w- within our valued range. You know, let's be cautionary here. We don't know. Nobody knows for sure. There's lots of studies. I looked uh, just before we got on this call. There's 12 studies jumping off in the last two weeks where they're looking at this. And um, I think it's fascinating because vitamin D doesn't turn off the immune system. He mediates it, you know. Like we've all got that one crazy friend who is a lot of fun. But if you let them go unchecked, they will ruin your night and possibly get you put in jail. But – if you keep them calm, keep checking in with them, then they're fine. That's what vitamin D does, and that's why he's our buddy. Now, you can get vitamin D in your diet, but a far superior way to get active, useful vitamin D is by going out into the sun. And I want to point out just one thing here before we get started. According to the National Trust and, and several other studies that have been looking at this, our kids will get about one quarter of the amount of time in sunlight than our parents did, right? So from grandparent to grandson. And my dad, so my son's grandparent, he technically gets about three quarters of the time that his dad got. Now, if the benchmark is what for being outside is set in the early 1900s, or that's the last time that people were outside as much, and it is now less than one quarter of that time outside, knowing that your body needs you to actually be exposed to the sun to make vitamin D, that we think we can all agree that there's just no way that those levels of vitamin D are going to be normal. You know, one of the things people lose sight of is that these kids are getting maybe three or four hours outside a week, maybe. That is scary when you consider that they should have that per day, you know, or they used to uh, have that per day. It's easy to see why, you know, we got we got the iPad, you got Nintendo, you got all of these reasons not to go outside. It's raining. 
you know, there's a pandemic, there's tons of reasons. And so what the doctors and I wanted to do is just absolutely hammer you with things to do outside by yourself or with your kids. And hopefully one of these resonates with you and you can find a way to get outside. And so that's all we're going to do for the rest of this time is talk about things to do outside. Because the more time you are outside, the more vitamin D you'll make. And when it comes to baseline increases in health, it's the most important thing you can do. Like, oh, I don't want to go outside and play with a stick. Well, it actually is going to make you a lot healthier than if you didn't go outside and play with that stick. Well, then you go outside and play with the stick. It's just that simple. Okay, so if our objective is to educate people and adjust them, I think that right now we're going to do a whole hell of a lot of education. Who wants to go first? Let's do this. Uh, Dr. Brad, you go. Then Dr. Matt, you go. And then I'll go. And we'll keep going. And the first person that can't go, that person's a weenie. Okay. Ooh. Until the next it. podcast. Until the, the throwdown. The throwdown. All right, Dr. Maurer. So first, I was just I was thinking about you were just mentioning um, you know the iPads and and all that. Yep. Um, the first thing I would say is, other than today, when it's you know it's another rainy day here. Another but, rainy day. Um, if you find yourself reading or on the iPad, or, or even maybe playing cards or board games with your children, why not? If it's a sunny day, why not move that outdoors? You know, so I'm, I'm kind of grouping some together, but yeah, you're right. Move that kind of stuff. There's no reason you, know, you still get some Wi-Fi right outside your your house. You know, move, just move it out to the patio or to your patio furniture, or set up a blanket in the yard Perfect. and do that kind of stuff outdoors. Perfect. That's a good one to start with, bro. Go ahead, Doctor Pat. So the next thing, even if it's raining outside, mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. still able to participate in outdoor activities. Right. So you can go for a walk in the rain. You're still mm-hmm. you're still going to get a little bit of that sunlight that peeked through the clouds. Like sometimes the worst kind of burn or the worst kind of sun that you can get is through overcast days. Mm. So one of the things to kind of pay attention to, obviously, it's not the best use of your time, but you can still go walking, take a walk in the rain for 20, 30 minutes, um, put on some galoshes, galoshes, uh, rock the, bro, rock Ooh. those puddles. Oh, God, I mean, have a best. Have a have a grand old time, you know, but the, you don't have to limit yourself just because it's not super sunny outside. So right. that's one thing. Just so you could do the outside activities, even though it's raining. OK, so mine is uh, and this is one we use all the time, uh, blowing bubbles. There's like 100,000 videos you can go online and learn about secret recipes for bubbles. Um, and we make some absolute monsters at my house and it gets my kids outside every time. Even my even my thirteen year old like like hey you want to blow bubbles yeah they're out the door they're ready to go and we we make bubbles that you can put a car in like it's it's actually pretty crazy so that's mine is you know tell your kids it's time to blow bubbles and before that do your research and you could just they'll think you're just the coolest you make a bubble that's four feet long they'll be like my mom or dad is just the greatest ever so that's mine you know we we always are uh, promoting the Missouri conservationists and oh my gosh and, yes and also their you know NBC for life. They're the best magazine and all that. Uh, there's a ton of ton of ideas in there, but you know it all revolves around nature. You know, getting out, you know, checking out birds. Maybe if you have a bird book, you know, okay, spotting the nice, bird. nice. Um, so that's a that's one. Um, it's just using that resource and uh, getting out in nature. Yeah, or hunting them and killing them rather than you know that'll get you outside too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Building, um, building, birdhouse, all that kind of stuff. 
Oh, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, Dr. Matt? Doing some outside garden work. So, mm -hmm. like, just, um, I'm sure you have some, a couple extra pots around the house, so, like, or, or whatever, but you can kind of cultivate and try to, you know, make your own kind of little garden with your kids. Um, nice. And it doesn't have to be super big. It can be a six by six. It can be a two by two. It can be a pot. It doesn't matter. And you right. can put a, a couple different plants in there. Just getting out there and experiencing the stuff that gets you dirty. Right. You know? Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, my next one is wiffle ball or kickball. Like, they're simple. You don't need anything except for a bat, a wiffle ball, or a kickball. When I get home every night, I get out of the car, and they hand me wiffle balls. And we throw a wiffle until the sun goes down. Um, and now my kids hit the ball so damn far, it's just like a running game. But um, wiffle ball or kickball is a wonderful way to be outside. You don't need a lot of rules. You're just hitting a ball with a stick or you're kicking a ball. And it's just, it's just, it's my favorite thing to do. You can throw that wiffle all day long. You get that big fat bat, you know what I mean? And you just, just hit that thing a, a mile. Plus, they make that really cool sound as they're coming right for your head. You're like, oh, did you hear that whistling sound? And then you get knocked out. So. <laughs> All right, that's mine. Uh, who's up? Dr. Brad, you're up. I'm going to work off that one a little bit. So with sports, um, you know, there's not organized sports. I'm going to say basketball because, nice. you know, with wiffle ball, kickball, other things, you, you need more than one person. But – if it's just you, all alone, if you have a basketball hoop, a basketball, you can go out there on your own. Right. Um, spend some time in the sun shooting, shooting hoops. Nice. All right, Dr. Matt, what do you got? My boys just recently really got into riding their bikes. Mm -hmm. So depending, depending on, uh, on how safe the neighborhood is, depending uh, – when I say safe, I mean sidewalks. So the, we have a pretty big driveway, so the boys – um, just kind of go around in a circle. But both boys have really learned how to ride their bikes um, without training wheels. So there's no no more training wheels. The the boys have helmets on and they're just riding, riding around in circles. And I thought, you know, riding bikes is awesome. But like going from training wheels to riding, riding your bikes without them, that's a pretty big progression in yeah, one man. day. That's totally awesome. So my thing would be, um, trying to get to the next level for your kids. Like if the kids are having a hard time um, doing a cartwheel or are having a hard time doing whatever, like trying to help them, but doing it outside. So taking it to the next level is my thing. I, yeah. And I think that's, that's great. Cause I mean, we grew up with video games, of course, right. but we still, myself, I spent way more time on my bike yeah. there at home yeah. on the video game. So if we can just convince the young ones that, you know, doing that kind of stuff is more yeah. fun and you still get back and, and play those games when you're done. But uh, getting outside and riding your bike and learning to ride your bike is is a ton of fun. It is. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, it's everything that, you know, proprioception, equilibrium, balance, strength. You know, a lot, there's a lot that goes into riding a bike. And the other thing is like, you know, that allows, especially if they're younger children, that allows you to go even further when you go for a walk if they're on a bike because you got to wear them out. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's yep. a win for everybody. You know, it's just something cool about going for a walk where your kids are circling you on their bikes. It it makes them <laughs> feel like it, it just makes them feel empowered. Like, look at me. You know, I'm doing this thing. And it's like this is just really great. If you have an area that you can do that, if not, come on up here to the office and go in our parking lot on the weekends because it's a wonderful place. It has nobody here. It's a great big parking lot. 
Um, and you'd have your kids ride their bikes. That's what I do. You know, when, when um, I see patients on Saturdays, I almost always have the, the boys and the, the bikes are in the back of the truck. So, okay, fantastic one, Dr. Matt. Uh, is that me? That's me. Um, mine, let's see, the next thing I would have them do outside is probably the collection and the identification of bugs. You know, you can get your, uh, get your biological field manual, which is a wonderful book to have. Or just the CDC, uh, the Missouri Department of Conservation, actually, with the CDC. I've been talking about them way too much lately. The Missouri Department of Conservation has a wonderful field guide uh, for bugs. Get it? Go find bugs. Make sure they're not poisonous. But what a great opportunity to show your kids what a poisonous bug looks like. You know what I mean? And so um, it's a great way to get young biologists out into the field to categorize some bugs. And it's one of those situations where maybe, you know, if the object dies, it's okay, you know. But, like, now you're, like, looking at the bug and maybe the bug gets squished. It's not – it's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Nobody, are you all just so aghast yeah, at my no. statement? No, I mean – yeah. You could get I mean, you could have some messy biology before we have to have real clean biology. You could be messy biologists. Early biology, yeah, I listen. Guess. So we're starting to head into the I assume into the uh normal hot summer days here in Missouri. Oh, yeah. And there's nothing Dude, better yeah. than incorporating water. So mm. setting up that sprinkler, even if it's you know, just a sprinkler that's actually meant for your yard. Right. Uh, or even even maybe going into a water balloon fight if we have a, a that, nice group. Yeah, that lawn tractor, bro. Yeah, so water, sprinkler system, you know, run through the sprinkler and water balloon fights. Perfect. Okay, Dr. Matt? Back in the day, we used to have we used to have a game called ball tag. Ball tag, bro. Uh, and, what? Um, yeah. Yeah. Ball tag. So, oh, all right. Uh, it was a tennis ball. We'd run around the neighborhood and we'd have a tennis ball. Nothing hard, nothing like yeah, so the idea of, of ball tag is t- is to run around and throw a tennis ball at somebody, and that's how you tag them. Because some of the kids were not as fast as the older kids, so that would be almost an even playing ground. And you could hide, and um, but yeah. yeah, and then Play once it, sometimes, yeah. So yeah, um, really, the amount of exercise, yeah. So it's wonderful. You really had to get tag. away. It's a different. It's a different take on it, Doctor Maurer. Like there's okay. running away. And then there's where people are throwing stuff at you. Okay. Yeah. It's fantastic. I forgot about that game, Dr. Matt. That's a wonderful one. Um, Is that me then? Yes. That is me. Okay, good. Um, My personal favorite is uh, is fishing. Like, you just throw the rods and stuff in your car. You you get home from work, grab the kids, you go to a lake. There's lakes everywhere. Everywhere. And I'm not talking about trophy bass. I'm talking about pulling some bluegill. You know, there's lakes everywhere, especially for young people. It's just a wonderful sense of empowerment, you know, being able to catch fish. There's a, something in our DNA, everybody's DNA, that the the collection of fish is a very powerful uh, uh, thing. You know, collect your worms, use those worms to collect fish. You can kind of see where I'm going with this. I don't know what you would collect with a fish, but I, it doesn't matter. Throw them back. But just the just that idea of catching fish and then releasing them, um, teaching them how to how what the bobber means. It's just I just think it's the coolest thing, you know. And um, it's always going to be one of my one of my favorite things to do outside with with young people or with old people, older people. Because uh, I think we all know that it, like uh, Dr. Matt and I's mom, uh, she'll outfish, she'll fish you off the boat. You won't catch a thing. And then my wife as well. Like they will, she can catch fish, you know. Kimberly, do you fish? 
I mean, not all the time, but I not I professional. Do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. No, big, not professionally. What's the biggest fish you've ever caught, Kim? <laughs> I mean, nothing big. I I literally just catch them and then I put them right back. <laughs> I don't do anything with them. Do you use a pole or do you uh, noodle? Uh, no noodling. I use a pole mm. for sure. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. All right, very good. Uh, is that you, Dr. Mauer? I'm going to go with, um, I mean, there's car washes around here, like right. every corner, but that does not get your children involved in the process. So I'm going to say setting up in the driveway, mm-hmm. getting all the soap, get the mm-hmm. hose ready. And mm-hmm. let them um, go ahead and wash your car. Nice. I mean, maybe even wax it if you're, you know, really want to get them involved. But if not, just just wash yourself. Yeah, you're taking a chance of that wax because if they quit halfway through the job, that that's a tough one. Very good. Manual labor from Dr. Mauer. All right, Dr. Matt. Yeah, nothing better. Oh, my God. So during during birthday times, I always try to get the nephews and, and nieces um a water gun of some kind mm-hmm, or, a nerf, mm-hmm. or a Nerf gun. Um, and I know at times in our household, we play Nerf Wars in the Nerf. house. Nerf has uh, really, let's talk about that. Like when we were growing up, it was okay. But now it's a full on assault rifle. Like they make some darts that will go very, very far. Like it's, it's pretty legit. Yeah. So, you know, you could even. Mix them, you know, go outside, do some Nerf wars and enter, you know, have a Nerf gun and a mm-hmm. water gun. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I nice. was, I'm not saying to do this, but back in the day, Dr. Josh and myself, um, when we were being uh, rascals, we were to have water gun fights in the house. Mm, now, mom true. and dad knew this. Um, but just realize that um, some parents aren't as forgiving as ours are. So and also, wet, mom and dad, wet you know? tile is a great way to lose teeth. Just a yeah. just a wonderful way to lose teeth real quick, real quick. Yeah, that's and get concussed. All right, very good. Uh, what is that? That's like thirty things. I think we could probably keep going all day. Like we could be, we could talk about this all the time. And um, my point for the people is that um, you got to go outside and you got to take your kids outside and you got to do it often. It, your body needs it as a basic form of health. Um, and if you have any trouble with that, please just ask us. We'll, we will fine tune. We will fine tune an outside activity for you and your kids. Uh, no problem. It's just one of the uh, many ways that we serve you. So, um, Dr. Matt, do you have anything else for the people? No, that was uh, about 14, 15 ideas. Um, sometimes um, our kids really come up with some really good ideas. Oh, man. So just, just, just take the time to... to hear out their idea before you shoot it down. <laughs> yeah, just stare at them until they think of an idea. Good idea. Yeah. All right, cool. Dr. Bauer? No, I think that, I mean, like we mentioned, you know, sun, I mean, that's the best. And it is. in terms of vitamin D, and we can get it um, through some foods as well. Um, the only thing I heard recently that I'm a little concerned about is, you know, people starting to do supplements and they're, they're trying to mega dose. Oh, my and- gosh, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. This is probably like a whole other topic, but that could be very bad. Yeah, it's a fat-soluble vitamin, you know what I mean? So it sticks around, and you can overdose. The water-soluble stuff, you could pee that out. It's harder to do. Um, so but Dr. Mauer is right. You know, you want to make sure you're not overdoing it when you take supplements. That's why we almost universally prefer eat foods that are high in vitamin D precursors 
So you got, uh, let's talk about it. So salmon, eggs, red meat, you know, stuff like that. It's easy to find. Mushrooms, it's easy to find that stuff and then go outside. So thank you, Dr. Maurer. Good one. Good one. And then Kimberly, anything for the people? Um, I have one idea that people could do that you guys didn't mention. Tell me. Do like a cleanup. You could find a spot in your neighborhood maybe that's has maybe some trash or something and just mm-hmm. take your family out there, pick up the trash. I do that like in creeks that we go to. Creaking is a big thing around here. So when we're playing in the creek, we also kind of pick up the trash that's around us and just keep the environment as clean as possible. You have like a pair of gloves on when you do that or are you just picking up somebody's refuse out of the water, Kim? No, we have either like either a pair of gloves, but we also have those um the grippers. Yeah, the grippers. The, the grabby guys. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, I think I see the problem is that um if you take a grabber like that out and you give it to my kids, um, <laughs> they're not gonna grab trash with that, Kim. You know what I'm saying? Like I like your idea, but I, you know what I'm saying? It could get into trouble. You know. Well, They'd have fun both ways then. I don't know. <laughs> I guess they do. I guess they do. All right. Very good. Um, uh, these are fun, but I'm looking forward to when we're all back in the same room. It's uh, it's way more fun trying to make somebody laugh uh, uh, when you can see their eyes. So for Kimberly and for Dr. Brad and for Dr. Matt, I am Dr. Joshua Fink. Go outside and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. And a big thank you goes out to Hug Monster Sound for somehow allowing the doctor's voices to sound even better than they already do.